You're listening to RIB Connect Radio. Millions of people in the UK are risking having a potentially fatal stroke, according to new research, and it's uh, prompted a call to action. What are the risk factors? And what simple steps can we take to reduce the risk of stroke? I'm joined now by GP Dr. Hilary Jones and also by Jim Swindells from the Stroke Association. Hello. Hello, Simon. Now, Dr. Hilary, first of all, what is a stroke? A stroke is a... Um, uh a brain uh, disorder where the oxygen supply to the uh, brain cells are cut off either by a blood clot in the artery which supplies that part of the brain or a hemorrhage a bleed into the brain itself so there are sort of two different pathologies under underlying strokes but uh, uh, there are a number of risk factors which increase the likelihood of that happening in general jim how seriously do we take the risk of stroke in the uk well, we, we know and we've, we've carried out some market research which shows us that uh, people are generally much more scared of cancer, of heart disease and of dementia than they are of stroke. And when you consider that every year in the UK there's 152,000 strokes, it's, uh, it's the second biggest killer in the world, fourth biggest killer in the UK, and it is also the longest cause of Adult, long-term adult disability, then people should be it should be on their radar much more strongly. They should be much more scared of it, and, and actually should be doing something to prevent it. Do you have any idea how many people a day that is? Well, someone has a stroke every three and a half minutes. That just staggers me. Yeah, it's much more common than than people imagine. Um, the good news is that eighty percent of strokes are preventable by making some lifestyle changes. And the thrust of uh, this UK's first National Obesity Action Month is to give people the uh, wherewithal to take simple, direct steps to prevent a stroke happening in uh, in, in 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 themselves in the future. So, first of all, then, what is the main risk factor then? Well, there are many. I suppose blood pressure is right up there, uh, along with smoking. Smoking makes the blood stickier, uh, thicker, and uh, lays down more uh, plaque on the arteries, making them hard. Um, uh, But uh, obesity is another factor. A quarter of the population are obese, and they have a 64% increased risk. Then there's high cholesterol, which people can do something about as well. Lack of exercise, too much alcohol, especially in one go. Um, And unhealthy diets. If we ate more fruit and veg and less of the saturated fat and the stodge, uh, we'd all be healthier too. And interestingly for your listeners particularly, we know that um, 60% of people who have strokes will have some sort of ongoing visual loss. Um, So uh, it's of major concern to, to everybody. And no one's exempt. It can happen to anybody. 400 children every year will have a stroke for one reason or another and whilst age is a risk factor in terms of the you know the older you are the more likely it becomes you can't change your age you can't change your genetics but you can change everything else well are there any early warning signs then you can look out for well, you may remember the excellent um, campaign that, that uh, was called FAST, F-A-S-T. So if there's facial weakness, a drooping of the mouth on one side, um, A stands for arm. So if the arm or leg, that is, uh, becomes numb or weak, um, S is slurred speech um, and T is time. If these things happen, you need to get uh, investigations and help and treatment if necessary as sim- as quickly as possible. What we know is that every minute that uh, a, a, a blood clot um, uh, is delayed in terms of its treatment, you lose 1.9 million brain cells. So uh, you need help fast if you have a stroke. 
And is being overweight at an early age, is that increasing the risk in later life, would you say? I think I think being obese is uh, is generally uh, a, a risk to all sorts of um, health uh, problems, but certainly um, with an explosion of um, children uh, being obese, then that's likely to, to lead to longer-term obesity, which in turn leads to uh, problems and, and higher risks of stroke. I mean, at the Stroke Association, you offer a lot of support and information, but, I mean, what is it like after a stroke what is life like well um, stroke survivors uh, tell us it can be absolutely devastating uh, apart from the uh, very um, dramatic physical um, problems that they may have so problems in communicating not being able to communicate the frustration that comes with all of that uh, not being able to uh, to move uh, to use their arms their legs and so on uh, there's also the fact that for many um, stroke survivors it's a psychological impact and they don't even feel like the same person so the the impact ripples out it can um, affect relationships it uh, affects people's self-esteem and um, it, it it basically is a destroyer of um, of lives now would you say dr Harry, that, that exercise is important because i was thinking if you've got high blood pressure uh, and you exercise is that counterproductive no. Exercise actually is, is really good for blood pressure because after exercise, your, um, your blood vessels relax um, as a result of the uh, hormones created by exercise. And as your blood vessels relax, um, the, um, the plumbing opens up, your blood pressure will drop. During exercise itself, your blood pressure is raised, but that's a physiological reaction to exercise. It's after the exercise, and of course, most of the time, most people are at rest most of the time, your blood pressure is likely to come down if you exercise regularly. And if people adopt that habit of exercise at a young age, then they're much less likely to have a stroke in the future. Jim, tell us a bit about National Obesity Action Month then. Well, we, we, the Stroke Association is partnering with Lighter Life in promoting uh, National Obesity Action Month. And essentially what we're saying to people who are obese is that, um, bearing in mind the 64% increased risk of a stroke from being obese, we'd like to take that number and get people to, to use that in, in a positive way. So maybe to do 64 minutes of exercise a day, to consider 64 things that they can do to help, uh, you know, sort of reduce their their, their risk of a stroke, uh, maybe to uh, be in touch with 64 people who are going to be close to them and are going to, uh, you know, give make the give them greater feeling of um, self-esteem and well-being. So, essentially, we think it's a really important thing that uh, is is helping to. Um, people to come to terms with how they can uh, reduce their, their weight, reduce their obesity, and thereby increase and improve their health. It's easy to get disheartened, though, isn't it? Because you, you want results quickly. Well, we do, don't we, in this modern age? We, we do, but I think that, uh, uh, you know, I, I, we, we know, we, we know Lighter Life have a really sensible approach to weight loss. Um, for people, for your, your listeners who, are, who, who want to find out more about it, they can go to the website, which is www.noam.uk.com, and that will give them all sorts of advice on how they can actually make some really positive gains in, in, in winning the battle. And for those that, that uh, have had a stroke or perhaps are a, a family member of the, somebody who's had a stroke just now, what kind of information can we get from the Stroke Association? Um, we, we have, uh, again, go to our website, www.stroke.org.uk. Um, there's a wealth of information about all everything you need to know about what are the, what are the 
causes of a stroke, but um, a range of uh, information on how uh, just about everything anybody could want to know about how they can help their loved one, how they can, uh, where they can get support, um, things like uh, when people are uh, financially strapped as a result of losing their job. Um, we have a, a welfare scheme so people can apply for a grant from the Stroke Association to, to help them through a, a very tough financial time. We also have a, um, a helpline so people can phone in if they want to speak to somebody and get really great advice uh, directly over the phone. Because you sometimes forget that the repercussions that come from that. Dr. Hilary, for those that don't have very good mobility, finally, you can still do exercise, can't you, from uh, a sitting position? You can still start things off that way. Yep, absolutely. Um, exercise of any kind is good. So, so whether it's sitting exercises, using the arms and shoulders, uh, swimming, hydrotherapy, uh, it's usually possible for everybody to do some form of exercise, which is good for coordination, uh, hand-eye coordination, uh, and, and for the heart rate and blood pressure. So, yeah, I would encourage everybody to, to find something that they can do. Dr. Hilary Jones and Jim Swindells, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Simon. You're listening to RIB Connect Radio.